Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know here prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Let's start right. the show. Let's do that. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Tawanda's Live Request. This is another Zoom edition because it's getting colder outside. But as a result, we can have people from all over the country or even the globe, if you get to that point, to be on the show. This this episode, we have a special guest, Malcolm Barrett, everybody. What's up? What's up? Hey, 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 hey. It's your boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Word. Word. That's what's up, man. Happy to have you on the show. I just, we, I was just watching the boys maybe like 10, 15 minutes ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's it's good. Did, we, oh, did you meet my friend Langston? Uh, no, I'm assuming he's a brother, but who? Yeah, who? he played, uh, what's the other, the other, like, the guy who gets the, the archer. Heat, the archer dude, yeah, he plays the oh, archer. Oh, yeah. That brother looks so familiar. Is his brother uh, an actor, too? I don't think he has a. Does he have a brother? I don't know. I made that up, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but no, but he's he's on he was on insecure, and she's on he's on a lot of shit. That's what it is. He looks so familiar. To yeah, because he's because oh, he's like, I, yeah, I didn't famous now. Yeah, but you know how like sets are. It's like I I only met whoever I was working with in the scene. True, true. You don't like y'all just don't like hang out. No, nah, we're not like fucking chilling. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, we're, 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 my, my, like, yeah, yeah. not like fucking friends in real life. <laughs> <laughs> why'd, you ever, why'd you ever do that? <laughs> this is your job. Like, oh, take me. I'm at work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we're, man, I'm happy to have you here. I'm happy to talk about music and stuff. I asked yeah. you earlier, uh, what's your favorite song or song yeah. at the moment? And you gave a few, but what's the one you want to choose right now? I want to do Grandma's Hands, man. Yeah, by Bill Withers. Oh, let's play that shit. Yeah, let's get it. Oh, shit. Turn this up a little bit. This is where I always feel like such a young nigga because I'm just like, damn, like, I know that cell. That samples the door. Like, who chopped and screwed this Blackstreet song? <laughs> I'm just like, Dr. Dre didn't make that himself? Oh, son of a... Like, that's the biggest letdown of a sample. It's like, I thought, I thought this person was so creative, but they weren't. <laughs> but they are. It's just a different way, right? It's a different way, but it's not like the same. It's, like, it's not like, oh, he... I thought Dr. Dre had like... Uh, he, he was like doing like the beat machine himself. Like, oh, I got I got this shit. And oh. so I'm into I was like, oh, he... <laughs> He's musical. At what point did you realize this was the same? Literally the first two seconds, I was like, oh, no. Oh, like today? Like just right now. Right, <laughs> literally right now. <laughs> oh, this is a sample. It's like, damn it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, that, no. He's like, the remix is a little slow for me. I, 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 I heard that. I was like, I was like, okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> Fucking Black Street, no diggity. No, none. Of, I swear to God, that song, no diggity. None of the lines, every line before it, does, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Why, why you say that? Because it's just, because he's just, he's just, they're just saying words. It's just saying words. Like, they're just like, let me find, let me find the lyrics. Let me find the lyrics. I, I love it. I love Queen Pin. Queen Pin does some hard non sequiturs in the remix. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I'm chilling. Homie. Backstreet. Hey, huh. No doubt. Queen Pin. 
<laughs> but see, I love Bill Withers. This shit is so fucking rich. Yeah. Break it down. Break it down to me as I find these lyrics. Find these lyrics. Now, this is what I love, right? Like, probably this is one of the first. I don't know if you call it a ballad. I don't know if you call it just a soul song, a, a folk. I don't know what the fuck you call it, to be honest. Um, but it, it's probably one of the first songs that, like, I held in my soul in terms of just. I love this. I'm not from this generation. Mm. It's not a song that like my uncle or somebody, some old head had to play for me. Uh, you know what I mean? That I was used to hearing when I was seven, you know, coming after church and shit like that. Yeah. I, I, I really don't even know where I heard it. I just remember the minute I heard it, it was my favorite song forever. Because Bill Withers just also has a very withered voice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I love anybody that that has a voice that feels like it's been through something, but they still yeah. hit me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like before Anthony Hamilton. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how that's how I think of when you, when you say that. It's like Anthony Hamilton, just like that voice is just like, oh, you've seen some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We It feel like you, he drunk a bu- bottle of gas or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I just went to his Wikipedia page real quick. And he was the youngest of six children in a coal mining town of Slab Fork, West Virginia. Slab Fork is the type (laughs) of name you have to have seven mines in that city. You have to, you have to, you have to. Slab Fork had no, they had no dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, what sucks is like, it it feels rude to say that, but it's like, you say Slab Fork, that sounds sad. Then you say uh, West Virginia, and you're just like, oh, there's no chance. Like, everyone in that that town now does like MMA or some shit. Like, they they don't. There's no, and they they banned Juneteenth and Slab Fork. <laughs> it goes from 18th. To, it goes from the 18th to the 20th. That's, they don't have to, <laughs> yeah. Work is mandatory on MLK Day. <laughs> yeah, you have to be at work. You have to bring more people to work on MLK <laughs> Day and Slab Fork. Slab Fork has an old mill. <laughs> like they call people Old Man Robinson in Slab <laughs> and he's like 37. <laughs> God, yo! I know this. This this is how bad it is. Uh, in the 2000 census, it has 202 residents. Uh, 199 were white. <laughs> Two were mixed race. One was an Alaskan or an, an a Native American. They don't know. They don't, I love two was mixed race. There was clearly an unclaimed child running around. <laughs> Let grow, dude was half a dog. They were like, it was like I don't know. His hair looked kinky. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> He's probably just like Italian. Like, they didn't know you know that. what I mean? Yeah. That's what they call Jews black. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so Ephraim? Yes, yes. <laughs> so Bill, so Bill, so Bill, what this came with? We're gonna say that. No, go ahead. No, is this, is this <laughs> on this show? Who the fuck is Nick? Is Nick on this show? Yeah, yeah Nick is right here. Does <laughs> he, he talk? Is he doing? Hey, I say, hey, like Nick. Basically, like Nick likes to be like, I'm gonna chill and just watch the conversation and have input. But then sometimes I'm just like, no, Nick, you you're worth more than that. You could like, <laughs> like if I ask Nick to do like a Bill Weathers impression, he, I don't know if you can do that. That's a, that's a four. No, I I can't do that. I can't yeah. sing that well. 
Can you sing? Yeah. You got a sound. He can, first of all, I can tell from that mic you can sing. You look. Like <laughs> <laughs> you stole that shit from Dick Clark. I love that. Mic. No, I'll tell you. No, no. What Nick, what Nick can do. No, we, I think, American bandstand ass mic. I love it. Yo. <laughs> Nick can't sing with pain, but he he had he does. You know, I'm sorry, I have to, we have to, we have to do it like right now. Nick, could you please talk about what's up? What was the town? What's the name of that town again? Slapport. Slapport. Talk about it. What would my Angelou say about Slapport? The census results come in overwhelmingly white, <laughs> mixed race, a few. But slab forth, we will always remember our brother Bill. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's solid. Yeah, it's one. Yeah, it's one of those depressions where it's like you don't want to you don't want to say you don't make a noise. You just want to hear what's gonna happen. So yeah, like, <laughs> okay, Maya Angelou. Yeah. Okay, that's gotta uh, people gotta be wanting to do that. Hear that all the time. Oh yeah, I know. I forget why it happened the first time. We were just saying, wait, what? What's happening? What's happening? But it's just sometimes I feel bad because I'm like, yo, can can my Angelou please describe like just the dumbest shit? I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm like, we shouldn't we shouldn't be doing this. This is not right. This is a whole lady who lived a life as a legacy. Yeah, this is a whole inspirational woman. I'm in my car talking about my Angelou on Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) The penis. Long, <laughs> like our history of oppression. The <laughs> shot. <laughs> Yo, I got. I'll, t- I'll top you. I said, well, this, is, this is probably one of the worst things, but I said it. So I, I was talking to a girl and I was joking and I was like, yeah, I'm like, when it comes to sex thing, I'm like, that's Toni Morrison of sex thing. <laughs> and what does she, what she mean by that? I was like, it's basically, it's just like, I'm very long, descriptive, and you might not know what I'm talking about, but you'll feel better as a woman. <laughs> oh. You might not know what I'm talking about. You'll feel better as a woman. Yeah, because it's like I mean I love Tony, but it's like sometimes you read Tony Morrison book and be like, I don't know what I just read, but that touched my spirit. Like I don't, I <laughs> like I think I get it, but I'm I mean, listening towards. Yeah, you feel like if you don't get it, you feel like it's an idiot. You're like, shit, I'm not smart. I can't understand this black woman's pain like i'm not supportive at all (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of um pain to bring it all back yeah i I was gonna talk about zora neale hurston and the rest of these black black authors but uh to bring it all back so bill withers um like again like you said that it just struck you what what year how old were you when you first heard that song because you said you heard it later um I have no fucking clue, but can I tell you, I, for some reason, it reminds me, so I'm from Brooklyn, right? I was yeah. part of Weekends, I was a New Yorican poet. For some reason, it very much reminds me of the New Yorkans and, and a time when I was there. And I was, I was first there around probably, you know, 18, because I, I went to college at NYU, mm. so I started being in Manhattan, and so I was interning at a... Uh, gallery of tribes this uh, sort of local artist spot um right next to the new york poetry cafe mm-hmm. um, so for some reason it always makes me think of just sort of being a teenager and, and my poetry days there but i feel like i must have heard it you know way back before then you know where that's what's up though it's like it reminds you just your poetry days so like what drew you to po- poetry because i remember when i was when i was younger i was drawn 
to poetry as like a, and like maybe like high school because of just the performance aspect of it. And I didn't have an outlet to do comedy yet, so I wrote a I wrote a funny poem. That was the first time I ever performed anything. So yeah, I used to. Um, my mama was a writer or is a writer, so. She, you know, I would, I would imagine that I got a lot of it from her, you know, I mean, my mom is also like, my mom's a neighborhood black woman. So like, you know, somebody die and and she's, she's writing the poems for them, you know, for their, for their whatever that you you read the fucking shit, you know, about Mm. whoever died and things like that. And and she would just write poems randomly. And so, (coughs) you know, she encouraged writing. She encouraged me to write. And I was writing since I was a kid, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I was writing first, second grade, and then reading the stories to kindergartners, you know. To the oh wow, that's cool. yeah. So it was it was very, and it was also a natural progression between rap for me because you know I was a Brooklyn kid. It's like that's yeah, had a lot of a lot of writers, a lot of a lot of rapping cats, and just a lot of writers. I was around a lot of folks that were, that were just writing and things like that, and so um, it was it was it was really second nature to sort of express myself in that way. All right, right on, man. I I like that, especially just like you talked about all the hip hop kids and everyone's just writing and shit like that. And it's just like it just it makes you think about just how rap, like rap for like it was so pure for us. It was so new. It was like it was so pure, and now it's just like you don't have to write anymore. Which there's no problem with that, but still, it's just like that purity is kind of like disappearing. And that, but that purity to me was so like that was what provided so much hope and shit. It was just like oh. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I just feel like everything's a different approach, man. Like, I, I don't feel like anything's particularly greater than anything. I, I'm just, I, you know, because also you got to figure out when, when hip-hop was, was first starting, right? Like, it's, it was so small, you know, and so many different pockets of people learning a style, right? Learning a style that had no institutionalized form. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we're all still sort of creating the form. And, like, that's the interesting thing is, like, the form is still changing and there's still so many ways to do it. You know, and even freestyling. Like, people talk about, like, free how freestyling has changed. You know what I mean? And, like, even labeling, right? Like, now we, like, we call everything a freestyle. It used to be, like, freestyle was, like, off the top of the head. Now yeah, it's, like, off the top of the head, yeah. Oh, whatever freestyle is like, oh, it's just a, a verse he has or something like that. Like, shit evolves, and I just kind of feel like I, I don't put any negative towards anything, to be honest. I just kind of, yeah. I mean, there's obviously shit I'm like, that sucks. But I, I just kind of feel like we all just kind of got to take, you got to take the different pieces that people are making and, like, mm-hmm. find it and use it. And, like, that's that's it. Like, I have a very, because I went to theater school, yeah. I have a very, like, altruistic view of, like, how to create art in terms of just, yeah. like, yeah, whatever, man. You just take whatever element and, like, it's more about, like, how it makes you feel than it is about being, like, this is bad or good. It's it's mostly just, like, okay, so what did, what did this do to me? Like, you know, if I listen to, uh, what's the name of that snitch? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know what I mean? I try, like, even with that, I sit there and I go like, oh, all right, well, this makes me, this is very erratic, and it makes me feel, like, uncomfortable, and I have, like, my body feels off. Like, that's interesting to me, is, like, using that, that, that's more interesting to me than just being like, oh, this, wasn't this great from 83 to 87? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I know. I get that. I believe in that. I believe that. Like, just like, I like the idea of just the essence. Like, for example, like, my favorite rapper is Gucci Mane. That's my favorite. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, and because I'll say this, it's just like, for him, all the time, very clearly, it was just like, yeah, well, some of the songs, he might not be the best lyrically, or like, you might not understand everything he's saying, but it was just like, just the pure joy he had of like making music. Like, oh, it was one of those guys. Yeah. Where, yeah. Gucci's had like every time you see him rapping, like you see him freestyle, and it might be like it might not be the best freestyle, but you see in his face like how much he's like he's glowing. There's actually a freestyle he did on Rhapsody the Basement, right? On the basement, he did the freestyle and he's so happy. Then the next day, literally the next day, he got indicted for the murder. <laughs> so you're watching a dude for, and you go back to watch the freestyle again, you watch the freestyle, and he's so Happy, he's like Gucci Mane. So I see why the girl like me and I see you see him smiling. Why he's killed? He's killed a person. He, he had <laughs> killed a person at this point. He had killed a whole person and stashed them behind a middle school <laughs> in Atlanta. So it's like that, but the the joy in his face was just like, oh shit, Gucci's having a great time. <laughs> so I was like, I can't. Uh, like, that's why like, it wasn't that in particular, but I, I kind of identified with him there. It was just like, oh, he just loved. Wait, him. what? Th- that's when you identified with? Him? <laughs> not that, not that exact moment. But what happened was, all right, the first time I identified with him was just like, I remember I watched, I used to watch his videos and just laugh at. I used to just laugh at him. Like, this is so stupid. This, I was like, well, I, I listen to the songs together. Everything he's saying is so funny. Like my favorite Gucci main line. Was he once said, I took a C. Alice, and now I'm horny. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he started the verse, and I was just like, yo, that's funny as shit. C. Alice. What's weird to start there is that it feels truthful. Like, if you're gonna yeah, <laughs> see, why would you go? Why would you buy? Because you, you could have you you said Viagra, or I took a blue pill, but you said C. Alice. <laughs> like, who, who ever talks, who talks about C. Alice? Like, yeah, exactly. I took a mitocotinol. <laughs> but it's like the pharmacist only had to yell the so I took it. <laughs> that makes more sense. But it's like very specific flexes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. I feel like being the I feel like the people made Cialis had to kind of feel like some sort of inferiority complex next to Viagra. Like it's like you know how there's like the the Yankees Red Sox beef rivalry. I think there's a Cialis Viagra rivalry. Viagra people just got beef with each other. Just yeah, both trying to get people hard quicker. <laughs> yeah, or like you see, like you're like out on a date. Like yeah, I work for I work for a pharmaceutical company. We make it. We make uh we make a pill. We make a which is a, what was, we make a pill to make your dick hard. Oh, is it Viagra? Nah, it's uh it's Cialis. Like. <laughs> What do you do? If you're making a dick pill, you're not working for Viagra. You're just a creep at that no. point. <laughs> what are you even doing? If you're making dick pills for fucking not the number one dick pill. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. What are you doing? Half <laughs> <laughs> brand dick pills. Yeah, <laughs> you're, making, you're making a bodega dick pills. I work for, I, I'm a scientist at Rhino XXX. I, <laughs> I, I make the second best dick pill in America. This is it. I make the number two. I make the number two. <laughs> it, only, it, only, it only lasts. It only lasts two hours, but sometimes you don't need that much more time. <laughs> you, know you can't get hard. It might be time to just hang up the dick. It might be. It, it might be. <laughs> just put it in the rafters like an old jersey. Yeah, yeah. Put it in. Put it in the rafters and like jersey up and shit like that. <laughs> like, 
little dick jersey hanging in the Hall of Fame. Of fucking just, yeah, just, yeah, just do that and just get like get into like top, just get into topiary. Just get, you in, gotta, in, you like, gotta get a condom with, with the number on it, dude. Like, yeah, shit up in your bedroom. Like, I, yeah, that's 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 where you stopped. That was your boy. Yeah, that was your, I was that was a bad man out there. Yo, there was one night I scored five. <laughs> yeah. That's why I think I kind of hate Magnums now because it means I'm like a tra- it feels like a trophy already, and just like I haven't earned anything yet, bro. Like, you should get a Magnum when you when you retire. Yeah, it's, it's like the gold watch. <laughs> yeah, it's like the gold. Yeah, it's the guy. Yeah, you see, like you walk in because the grocery you walk in with the gold watch. You're just like, who do you think you are? Like, you still work here. <laughs> yeah, you still buy Magnums. I just felt like I don't know what I'm doing. Like it's just a, like it's, it feels like a superpower I haven't learned to use yet. Yeah, <laughs> it was like oh, I have so much power. And it's like no, it's not. <laughs> that Magnum, she like at the end of the day, that they could still go bad, and they just have now she's in your pocket, just staring at you. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, sit well, down. Ain't nothing worse than coming quicker in a Magnum. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like no sadder sign. Of a missed opportunity <laughs> than coming quickly into a magnum. Or you fucking try to pick it up, you get a paper cut because it's fucking too sharp. It's the, the, the corners are just sharp as shit for no fucking reason. <laughs> Nick quiet. Nick is like, I'm raw dog. So it's like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't wear condoms on there. Nah. <laughs> condoms? What? Are those? what? <laughs> like, it's not even effective to me in that thing. Condom. <laughs> Condoms? Condoms? <laughs> oh, man. That is. Wild times, bro. Mm-hmm. Fucking sitting here waiting for my COVID test to come back. Oh, how's that going? Uh, it's it's annoying because I'm just like, all right, I know I'm straight, but what if I'm not straight? Like, I remember, like, it's, I'm just like, oh, what if I'm not? And then, like, what do I do then? And I'm just like, do I just become an inspiration? Just doing like a daily <laughs> vlog? Like, hey guys, it's day three, you know. And somebody's watching like this has inspired me. Like I don't want to be that. <laughs> or do I just like do I just suffer in silence? No, you got to do that. So like six months later, that person like sends you an email like like I don't know if you remember, but you used to. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, some that, that, here's, here's my problem. I'm too petty for that because sometimes people will, people will, have people been like, hey yo. I don't know if you remember this, but like two or three months ago, you said this thing on Twitter and it really helped me. And that, because I was at a really low point and you motivated me. And now they're just doing better than me. And I'm just like, well, can you, I don't, well, I appreciate you doing good, but I don't want you to do that good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the goal, well, I was talking to myself first. Right. That was for me. That was for me. That wasn't for you. I'm going to need you to return that motivation I gave you, please. Yeah, I need, I need, I need that back right now. I'm, I, I'm sitting here panicking. I'm that your advice did better for him than you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want my advice to do better. That's good for me. <laughs> All right, man. So I got to ask you this. What's going on in your life that you may need a song for? What? I don't understand that question. All right, all right. What's going on? What's going on? Because, like, basically, as people aren't sure about other podcasts, I asked the favorite <coughs> song, and after you get the favorite song, I use that, and then, like, you tell me about what's going on in your life, and I will prescribe you a song. I'm a song sommelier, pretty much. <laughs> okay, and then also for the people listening who are regular listeners, uh, I didn't know shit about what was going on. Uh, <laughs> I don't know any other rules. But I was like, this brother cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> see, sometimes it's not the vibes. You know what I mean? It's not the vibes. It doesn't matter. But this time I mean, was a pandemic. What am I? 
Am I so busy? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what else we also have to do. That, people ask you to do shit right now. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm just so tied up. <laughs> My favorite thing is the when you when the pandemic first started and we started getting busy again, like our lives that we had to create, knowing that we have like nine hours out of the day. <laughs> like when shit first started, where you're just like, you're like, hey, can you do some Tuesday? I have a Zoom. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's happened to us on Actually, I have a I have a Zoom show. Actually. <laughs> You can't. You couldn't say you was out nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, I know you were in the house, man. It's the first week. <laughs> yeah, there's no that period. We were all in the lockdown. Mm-hmm. We we're super locked down. It was just like you can't. You can't run from shit. Like if I'm not texting you back now, I just don't want to text you. What lie? What lie did you use when the pandemic first started? Uh, and you know what? I'm gonna use this for my next show. I got. I got my my podcast. What? 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 Uh, lie did you use when a pandemic first started for why you didn't want to hang with some? why you didn't want to talk to somebody? Oh, I got this. I got this super G. I was just like, I don't feel like talking because I'm just so afraid of what's going to happen. I have too much anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a good, like, there was a lot of, oh, I'm not feeling up to it right now. You know, yo, that's yo, you have, with you, everything going on. I'm not gonna, yeah, that like things have been things are trash, but if to using using Corona to skip out on plans, just like I'm sorry, it's just Corona just has me so freaked out. Like that shit, it yeah. it worked. That shit though, with shit weird is that shit don't work no more. People is like they be like, yo, you want to come to my? We're gonna keep us like a real low key, like 30, 40 people gathering, real safe. Uh, COVID style, you're like, and then you're mad you don't come and shit. You're like, it's we're in a pandemic. Fuck it's the pandemic. Like, bro, we I had know. masks. Everyone had a mask on. You should have been there. You should have been there. Those butt naked bitches. We was all drinking champagne. They were <laughs> socially distance nudity. Okay, <laughs> they were stripping over there. You sit over here. Socially distance orgy. I fucked up from six feet away. I didn't even think about it. It was we all felt safe. I spit in the mouth through a mask. Yeah. So we were all. We were. Everyone was. Everyone was. Real safe. Oh my god, that shit is just. It's a crazy time. But what do you need a song for, bro? Do you, can, can you think of anything? Um, it could be it could be smaller shit. Um, you know what I need a song? Well, like, is there something going on in my life I need a song for? Is that yeah, what yeah? Or do, do I just tell you the song that I'm thinking? What no, you tell you tell me what's going on in your life, and you you describe it. And oh, oh yeah, okay. This is the Somalia shit. This is Somalia shit, yeah. Because as okay, you can see, okay, okay. Max, I hold the t- I hold my title up like a menu. So whatever, let's go. <laughs> okay, okay. So I need a song. For anxiety, okay. Right? right now, I'm relatively comfortable, but it belies an undercurrent of anger, fear. Yeah, mostly those two things. So I, I need something to belie this anxiety. I'm about to travel. I gotta go on a plane to Atlanta, where they don't believe in in COVID or the coronavirus. <laughs> they out here having huge parties and get-togethers. Uh, they they setting up kissing booths. Like they don't. So I'm anxious as shit. <laughs> well, 
actually what happened was um with that in mind i'm thinking about it and uh i talked to my therapist about this on tuesday so i was telling her like i was getting anxious i was like i'm doing more stuff i'm getting anxious she said this the thing about anxiety is that anxiety is just another word for fear that's it anxiety is another word for fear you're afraid of something but with fear you can you can't let it cripple you. You have to just use it. Like, for example, imagine, don't think of fear as like emotion. Think of th- fear as like, there's like a, a gateway, right? It's a gateway and it's filled with flames and you have to get through. All you can do is just jump through it. You can't, you can't avoid it. You can't slow, you can't tiptoe through it. You have to just jump through it and deal with whatever small cuts and burns you got because you know you can heal, your, heal yourself because you've been through too much. Like, you don't know, like, no or not, you've walked through fire several times throughout your life because you've been through some real shit. So it's just like, when I thought about anxiety like that, like, I'm just being scared of something. And I was like, I can be scared, but I can keep it moving. So you think about like, what is good for bravery? And uh, I thought about voices. We talked about Bill Withers and had his voice. Like he's been through some shit. And there was, there's a rapper. We're talking about lyricism. We're talking about rapping and shit. There's a rapper who had a great voice of just like, you can hear the, you can hear it, like the gra- the gravel of it like the grab you can hear the authenticity in it because he didn't try to put an affect to it he just sounded the way he sounded and unfortunately he's no longer with us but nick can you do me a favor can you play the song hustle and motivate by nipsey hustle it's off the album victory lap which you know meant a lot to me and this shit to me is just like if you listen back to it you can hear in the beat right now it's just it's very bombastic it's just like all right it's it's like a standing call like you have to get up Move your shoulders back and just focus. So we just gotta keep, just gotta keep it moving. Also, we gotta keep talking. So we don't, if, we, if we talk <laughs> over this song, we can't use it on <laughs> iTunes or Spotify without paying. And unfortunately, I'd love, I would love to pay Nipsey Hussle all money in, but I can't afford to pay that. Yeah, talk over this song so that you don't. Uh... Yeah, you gotta talk over the song. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you see the boy in the Yeah. It's real inspiring. I love this. Sometimes we just do ad libs every two every ten seconds. Like you ever, you ever get like you remember back in the day in the early two thousands when you had to get mixtapes on the corner and shit? Yes. And you just and like sometimes you were just like, yo, why is the DJ's voice echoing like that? I'm just, oh, mm-hmm. those are those were samples that they couldn't <laughs> that they couldn't clear for the mixtape, so they had to like like new DJ clue 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 clue. Yeah, that's like yeah. That's, it would be well, the funny part is when that'd be the loudest part of the song. <laughs> yeah, and, like the song would be like it was like you know I'm on the block hugging the clue. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always, I always thought yeah, these DJs are so stuck on themselves. But it's not. They just didn't. They just were trying to avoid saying for promotional use only, because <laughs> yeah. that that ruins the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. You're, sit, it, you're, you're sitting. You're sitting. You're sitting there, gassed up like many men with death upon for promotional use only. My, and it's like it's not. This is a risk of promotion. This is a promotion. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. That shit made that I was gonna die. I love somebody. See, if somebody was smart, 
It would have made a song that was just like where that was the chorus. Where <laughs> promotional use. I stay spraying guns. You know that I do it, homie. Promotional <laughs> use. <laughs> oh my god! Fire! Fire! Yeah, I mean, I, I think one day, hypothetically, if this podcast gets sponsored by like Spotify or Tidal or Apple Music or whoever, things can change. But until that day, we gotta talk. <laughs> you gotta talk. And when that happens, like, oh, have this guest on. He's a rapper. Like, oh, so how do you feel, little pump? Your return. Like, I gotta be gassed about seeing him. Nothing against him, but like, that's the, that was the first name. Like, does anybody have like a go-to name or like for like a rapper? Like, not a rapper, like a style they don't like. Like these, like like Lil Zan. I think of the name Lil Zan. I just get mad as shit. Like, oh, you piece of shit. Yo, remember A plus? It was A plus. Yo, that's a rapper back in the day. Y'all remember A plus? Nah. Uh-huh. Yes, man. And I'm mad at myself because I can't even think of a single song by this dude right now. But there's definitely a rapper named A plus. It's not A plus. A. Yo. And it was like one of those where it was just like, oh, we didn't, we don't already have that name. We didn't. <laughs> All right, you're the first A plus. That's great for you, man. Like, I found him. Oh, he still. Uh, I found him. He still makes music. Today? Yeah. Shit, he's out here. Uh-huh. Maybe, okay, now here's here's where it's tricky because his name is A plus, but it's also artists, other people who name themselves A plus. So it's just like you see rap, 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 and you see A plus. Call me some like techno salsa music, and like, that's not the same, dude. I can't be A plus unless you made a. Which then there's another name A plus called Fat Boy. There's a song called Fat Boy Plays. With songs like Dirty Sprite, Bang Bang, and Crenshaw. Okay. But then you got the original A Plus, who has Plemix Volume 1. Plemix? Yeah, Plemix. Oh, he has a remix of 93 to Infinity. Okay. Alright, this is. He was, yo, wait, wait. Was he a soul? Was he in the Souls of Mission? Who, A Plus? Yeah. Because I'm seeing him. I'm seeing him. That's what he's associated with. I always thought A plus was like a little kid rapper, like maybe like fifteen or something like that, and we just were like, I mean, that couldn't have been who he was forever because that's year of life. was a forty year old, fifteen year old. Oh shit! He was no, he was in Souls of Mischief. Okay, because I'm, re- I'm reading his biography. He was born to Jamaican parents. Adam Carter moved to Oakland, California, from Denver when his, with his family at five years old. Blah blah blah. He went to the same elementary school as Dell, the Funky Homo Sapien, and then Funky Homo Sapien. Yep. Then he met this. Then he met this guy's Festo and Opio, and they created the Souls of Mischief. And okay. they dropped ninety three. They dropped ninety three to infinity, which is actually which is a pretty good album. That first album, it doesn't suck. It doesn't. But it's also like it's like to me. It was like it's this. It was the song ninety three to infinity for like fifty minutes. But it's it, but that's good. But that was back in the day when you could do that and it was good. Like AZ's first album, AZ's first album, Asiatic or whatever. Was it Asiatic? No, I, it, I don't. Know. I think it was Asiatic. But like AZ's first album is just his verse and life's a bitch for sixty minutes straight, and it's perfect. It's just that same energy, same vibe, same cadence. You're like I like this shit. <laughs> Nowadays you can't do that. Like the baby tried to do that, but everyone's like, we don't want to hear the same song over and over <laughs> and over. But it's like it's not the same song. It's like if you like me, 
This is my <laughs> essence. This is, this is this is me at my best. Okay, this is who I am. This is, I'm not gonna change. Like people gotten so spoiled to that. I'm like, oh shit! Like this rapper has to change their complete style for the next album. Like, no, I'm just, I'm just do the same shit I've done before. I feel you. Yeah. We're in my kitchen now for whoever's wondering where we are. Yep. Hungry as shit. <laughs> it's all good. We moved to the kitchen. We're sitting here. Uh, speaking of anxiety, you saw my anxiety shit. Yo, Nick, you play Many Men by 50 Cent anyway. I want to see if this helps with anxiety. <laughs> Many Men? Many Men? Because that's all. That's oh, Actually, you know what? Stop that. If you can find it on Spotify, can you play uh, Can I Live? By Jay Z, that is the best song about an anxiety attack. Period. That, that is. is my mind's infested. I can't sleep. My chest is full. Like he's like he's he, he's having a thousand thoughts at once. It's weird because like this song is about anxiety to me, and then New York State of Mind by Nas is also about anxiety. But that's anxiety during the day. That's anxiety during the day. So like the anxiety during the day. Well, this is anxiety at night. <laughs> I like that you have you just depending on the day. That's when you got to get the right anxiety song. Yeah, it's when you need the right anxiety because like New York State of Mind is just like you're walking around and you, like he's literally overwhelmed with everything that's happening around him. He's overwhelmed. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And right now, Jay is overwhelmed with all the thoughts he's having in his head. Like right now, he's afraid of women. He doesn't sleep. He's tired. <laughs> Look, he doesn't trust anybody. Look, he's having second thoughts about hustling. Exactly. <laughs> I'm selling this to. I'm, not hustling <laughs> I'm gonna take a day off. I yeah. just, I'm not feeling up to it with everything going on. I just I can't hustle. <laughs> Yeah, I, Yo, I had friend, I had friends that like who who were like actively selling drugs. When they heard this shit, they were like, like my, I used to drive around with one of my friends. I'm not gonna say his name because he's trying to be something like important. But like he used to be a drug dealer, and we drive around in his car. He played this shit like three in the morning, and just I remember he he would drive so focused to this song. <laughs> now, he's, now he's afraid. Now he's afraid of going to jail. I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. Got another friend. What were you saying? I live off the J train off like Myrtle Ave. And I got jumped. I got jumped once. Damn. I remember for like the longest, I would play uh, uh, the Play a Circle song with Lil Wayne or whatever back when. uh, If I don't do nothing. Duffel Bad Boy. I'm just like looking, I'm playing Duffel Bag Boy every night, just pissed, waiting to fight, you know. I ain't never ran. <laughs> I am sure ain't gonna start running. My nigga! Or whatever the fuck the song is. You got, jump, you got jumped at Myrtle? I got jumped off. Okay, I used to get off at either Myrtle or Flushing off the J. Uh, and I got, uh, I think the street, I'm, it might be a Clockers or, or Strapped or some shit like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I got jumped by like a bunch of dudes coming from like a uh, like high school football practice or some shit. Damn, because that yeah. area now is just like that's not gonna happen. I mean, it depends on where you are, because it's also like East New York. Like you know, there's like certain areas. Like my mom's still living whatever. Like my and my brother live in the Bronx, but yeah. I'll, also, I remember when I was a teenager and I got jumped by a group of kids one time. That's the worst. And it didn't hurt, but it was just yeah, like, it's I was, like 
it's so convenient. Is it? Yeah, what, 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 do I fight? Do I fight these kids? It was so weird. There was like an older dude with them, and it was like five kids, like who are clearly like in jail and belong in jail now. Yeah, they did. They did. They did. They did. They did. They did. <laughs> Throw them away. Yeah. Uh, but I was just like, I was like, I don't know what to do with these little baby fists. Like, this is just like such an inconvenient jumping. Like, they're so weird. Yeah, I think that's like, I remember when, when I was a kid, I heard this story and it scared the shit out of me because I was like, what do you do? It's like, there's this guy on a bus that, I got, that was near my bus and it was a gang of girls that started pressing them. <laughs> and it's just like, what do you do? Nothing to do, dude. You can't run. You can't fight back. You can't like. Like you're just stuck. I would hate to get pressed by some girls, my dude. Yeah, one one of one of them pulled a knife out. It was like shit. (laughs) You have no juice in the hood when you (laughs) you get pressed by some girls. Yeah, but it's like, but then, but then, like, what, like, what, what do you do when it's like nobody presses you? And then some girls try to jump you, and you start knocking them out. Now you're just the nigga that hits women. Like it was like, you gotta knock these bitches out, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've had fights with girls when I was a little kid, man. You gotta just punch them. <laughs> I mean, this, I don't know if this is good or bad. As a child, as a child, as a child, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, an, as, a, as a grown man, yeah, when you all have child strength, sure. Yeah, we all have. Child, we have like we have, you know, adult strength. No, don't don't do that. <laughs> Nah, what you do? Wait, you try, you I just... helps, guys, I hope I just able to help. This is why I want to learn like a good like martial arts like you like jujitsu or whatever, where it's just like you're not really hitting people, you're just putting people in holds and shit. Yeah, you got to good like oh you 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 yoke them up like that's not like you put somebody in a sleeper hold that's not like as bad. Have y'all ever been knocked out in a fight before? No. Nah. I, I, what is that like when you were, you're in the middle of a fight, like all that adrenaline, and then you wake up and it's done? Like you just. Like, <laughs> what? Yo, I feel like back in the day, it was probably it was it was easier getting knocked out back in the day, because it's like because now like I've seen videos who get knocked out, you just watch them drop and just and then you see the camera walk over to them and zoom in on their face, <laughs> which is the it worst is. part. <laughs> <laughs> Just arms out, breathing. That's the worst shit. Yeah, that's that's top. That's top. That's 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 a, that's a fear of mine too. I'm so I'm so glad I don't get in the fights no more. I mean, I've never been knocked out, but the last thing I want is a public fight of me, like losing a fight on camera. Like, I tell you this, I know a dude who who. There was a school fight. There was a fight after school, right? And it was like one of these where it's just like, um, like, it's two kids from two different schools. And so there's whole schools coming. It's one of those, like, we're going to meet three three o'clock after school and shit. And it's one of those where, like, the whole school knew about it. We all was at the park. I, I, I run into, like, an old childhood friend. Like, it's, like, so deep. You know, oh, shit. Like, here, right? We go see this fight. Swear to God. is this dude and this kid from this other school, this tall, uh, skinny, red-haired dude, right? They're getting ready to fight. They're getting ready to fight. Tall, skinny, red-haired dude takes his shirt off. And we're la- you know, we're laughing because he's got the body of a fucking high school ginger, right? <laughs> so we're laughing at his face. 
they're doing up, they're squaring up. The, the red haired dude punches homeboy one time. Mm. Dude does this. He goes, Oh no. <laughs> and then he reaches to shake his hand. <laughs> like, like, I've had enough. Like, he was not prepared. And he was like one of these like little homeboy, like little Jewish homeboy kids. You know, I went to, I went to high school at Stuyvesant. Cut two. This dude, I, I see this dude's Instagram. I run into his sister or some shit. This dude's Instagram. He's like a martial artist, MMA fighter. Like, yeah, he, he learned from that. He took that loss in front of all those people, and he was like, never again. But that's all, that's, but that's all, gonna, that's all you're going to remember him for. Like, I remember he got knocked out. Yeah, so... But they ain't bringing that shit to him no more, you know what I mean? They ain't, but, they talk, but when, he's, when he walks away, there's like, yo, remember that time he got knocked out? Interesting fact, the red-haired dude was uh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happened. Oh, that's fucking... That's why, like, UFC fighters and MMA fighters, all of them, like, they get my respect, because it's like, you have to risk getting your ass... Okay, you got ass, like, you got getting beat the fuck up sure. on live TV. And people, and people who can't fight you are talking wild shit to you. <laughs> like I knocked out. It's like, all right, fight me. And you're like, whoa, man, that's not what I meant. Like, well, you're talking about me fighting. You have to fight me now. <laughs> yeah, man. My last fight was um, my last almost fight was um, Vancouver when I was doing Timeless. Mm. Yeah, when like a. Um, some some dude, my homegirl's like ex boyfriend was like fucking half stalking her or whatever. Mm. Um, this little motherfucker, and and um, I remember he was an actor. I realized it because he said something. He said something about like his face. I don't give a fuck, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Are you an actor?" He's like, "He's like, yeah." I was like, "Dude, what are we doing?" Man? <laughs> <laughs> I rode up to this dude. I was like, "Look," <laughs> and I, I've been I've been hanging out with this like coked out bodyguard <laughs> for a while. Was, like, he me moves, <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> I just went up to him. And I was like, I was like, "This is a bad idea. This is just a bad idea." Because <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I was like, "Look, I'm either going to beat you, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, uh, or." Or I'm hitting the newspapers with this bullshit. Hey. Like, I, <laughs> I have too much to lose. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, hey man, this guy's fucking nuts, man. He tried to hit me and this lady. Yeah, yo, I'm trying to remember like celebrity fights. My, I remember I saw this one fight and I became a fan of her music like immediately. I saw Bjork. I saw Bjork fight. Oh. <laughs> Bjork will lay hands. Bjork will beat the shit. She'll beat the shit out. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, Bjork is fighting!" Like, I saw her attack that fucking when she attacked that paparazzi. Like the way Kanye, like, everyone Kanye attacked the paparazzi. It was like it was like a tussle. Bjork was just swinging. Like that's all she knew. Nah, someone had to go in that scenario. Yeah. Yo, she was some like martial arts. She came in, she said, like, <laughs> Yeah. She, yo, she, was, she was ready. She knew what she was going to do before it happened. It was she was like, on the plane planning, like, If I see that bitch when I get on this plane, <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> I'm taking her out. Yeah, that was the raw. And the thing that sucked it was like, it, it, it was, she didn't even know who the paparazzi chick was. It was just, it was anybody. It was just, like, just that energy of like, 
it's just it's not who you are it's for what you do that bothers me me and that paparazzi did not see it coming whatsoever <laughs> not at all you have a camera at this woman's face you're you're, you're, you're like you have a camera at this woman's face <laughs> She's probably thinking, oh, I'm about to get the, the greatest shot of all time. Now oh, she's coming to... over to take a yeah. picture. Oh, 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 God. And now all the paparazzi's around her, and nobody's helping. They're all just taking pictures because, like, now I'm about to get paid. Oh, the... You're like, the story now. Yeah, you're <laughs> the story. Like, I'm about to get so much money off of you right now. Holy shit. Did she sue you or no? I think she might have tried. she got beat, you have to. You have to sue. Like, you're not getting. Like, you're not gonna let a, like a platinum selling artist beat you, you up and not sue. Yeah, if you can't punch back physically, you got to punch back legally. Yeah, just you can't do that. I got my money. I got my fucking money. <laughs> oh my god, that is just Bangkok. <laughs> it was in Bangkok. Well, she probably couldn't sue because they're probably like, all right, celebrity. Like, she, like I don't know much about Thai law. <laughs> like law or Thai law in like the early two thousands. <laughs> like no, this not how you know, the Tekken rules. Like nah, mm-hmm. but I think it's like I don't know. I feel like you have enough money. Maybe that's maybe that's just this is where I feel like American just being an American in my ignorance of other countries. And I think this is where the school system has insidiously made me believe this shit. I'm always like yo. Thailand doesn't seem like it's well governed. And I don't know why I think that besides just movies and shit. I don't have any actual proof. I have no proof. I just like in my head, I'm just like that place. But it's like they're probably like, no, we have we run a system well. You just taught Western propaganda. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but like I remember I remember Sagat from Street Fighter, he had an eye patch and a scar. So what kind of healthcare coverage does he have? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess not healthcare coverage. They, they can get them a fake eye. And I was doing it, I was like, and it's like I'm assuming you go there. So we have a giant statue of Sagat just in the, <laughs> in the middle. He was the he was the best fighter in Street Fighter. Honestly, he was. He had the longest reach and the same moves as Ryu and Ken. So he was pretty much unbeatable. I love um, you've gotten all your uh, knowledge of Thailand from like Van Damme movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I, I saw Bloodsport, and I'm thinking healthcare. <laughs> Well, I don't, I say in blood, like, like the blood sport taught me anything. It's that, like, the Chinese, like, what, what, what where was Chong Lee from? Was, he wasn't Chinese, was he? I do not know. Chong Lee, he was the, he was the main bad guy. I'm not mad at me about it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, mad, I'm mad, no, I'm not mad at you, I'm mad at both of you. I do not, because <laughs> it was Chong Lee, then it was like, then he had, like, the, his best white friend in the whole movie was the, was the main book was the uh what's his name in on uh, Revenge of the Nerds? He was like the giant one, ogre, mm. which is random. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why I know that, but I just do. But uh, yeah, it was ogre. But anyway, Chong Lee was like the main bad guy, and that was all Bloodsport was about was just him trying to beat Chong Lee because Chong Lee killed John Claude Van Damme's either brother or like his training partner. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. He killed somebody. Yeah, um, Van Dam deserves he he deserves his flowers. He deserves his flowers. We need to see a, a Van Dam documentary. Well, he had that comeback with JCV or whatever that, that was. That shit, mm-hmm. that shit was great. That that movie was great, but it wasn't like that. But I'm you can't say, find it anywhere. Didn't he have like a? Wanted to see. Also, by the way, I'm watching this video of Bjork waxing that ass. <laughs> <laughs> so out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, you said wait, 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 what? 
I'm watching the video of Bjork waxing that reporter's ass. And can you share your screen so you can like... You, uh, can... Yes, I can. All right, just making sure. Also, Nick, play, play any Bjork song. I want to just... <laughs> any Bjork song. Watch this here. We're going to take it back. The pressure of the press. Perhaps it was the jet lag. Whatever. It took just one reporter and a simple greeting. Welcome to the commentary. <laughs> the speculative British commentary. She, it, it's, it's the most, it's rabid. Like, mm. like and it was, yo. Oh my God. She, she tried, the reporter tried like an errant right hand with the mic, and that's that's really all you saw on her side. Mm. And I think she, I think Bill dodged it. Yeah, you're on beef. She's like, let me go, son. Yo, what scared me the most was just like watching Bjork's shoulders move from side to side. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. what the fuck she's doing? Like, it, her, her fighting was, it was all in the shoulders. I was like, oh, shit. Now, let's play some, let's play some Bjork to honor that. That was a fucking ass whooping. I don't know any of her. I don't know any of her music like that. I listened to it for like a day after I found out she fought. And then I got bored, and I was like, "All right, I can't be out here trying to enjoy Bjork." Oh, Bjork is great. I know, she, I know, I know she's great. But you gotta play what? Gotta play it's so so quiet. That's exactly what I was playing. God, no, I mean it's like actually no, she. No, I mean I'm not saying she's not great. What I was saying is just like you ever like find music or any sort of media and like, you try to enjoy it instead of just letting yourself enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Now it just feels contrived. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, all right, let, let it come organically. And just like, the amazing thing about that Bjork thing is, like, you would not have thought that before you saw it. No. <laughs> In my head, that made me go, like, oh, you know, Bjork could go off on a bitch. Like, there was no. There was no <laughs> you know who could fight? <laughs> Bjork. Bjork got hands, man. Relentless. Like, that never occurred to me. Oh, this, I know this song. Yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's what she said. She went. This is this is the ass kicking song. Oh, this song you want to play this gym? This is what you play right before Bjork whoops your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so so fire. <laughs> and she's standing over you, knocked out like shh. God <laughs> 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 ah, damn, Bjork is out here just fighting. That's hey. crazy. Fucking shame and shit. God damn. All right. Well, get to my next segment. As you pause the Bjork, please. Um, I don't want to be in a fighting mood right now. <laughs> the next segment is we're going to flip the scripts. And okay. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to tell you what's going on in my life. Okay, oh, tell me. All right. So I'm going to describe the scenario. Okay, what's the scenario? Basically, uh, I am turning 32 in about two three in about two three weeks mm-hmm. and i'm looking back over the year and it's like oh i've accomplished i've accomplished a lot of things it's, it's super dope it's super great but right now i have like a lot of fear in the sense of the the plans and stuff that i've been working towards like it's going to require so much more work and i don't know how to do this alone and I know it's not like you have the support of your friends and stuff like that, but it's kind of just like I have this dream of what success looks like, and in that dream, I have autonomy. I can like I don't, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're making a lot of money, but it's like I can still create. I can create things and have them like you know celebrated to to that. 
So I'm just like the amount of pressure I'm putting on myself is kind of high. And I'm trying to figure out how to put less pressure on myself and let things just happen. So what are you doing about that? I don't know. Therapy. Therapy's helpful, man. Therapy, you know, therapy's good. Um, I try to just like, you know, I try to from time to time, like, take a step back and tell myself, like, look, you can only put so much energy out there before you receive it. And don't be impatient on how to receive the energy you get because it's like you think about something in my mind, I'm just like, all right, so I made this thing or I sent this text or I did that and that. So it's like, all right, and the time and the time it took to me to make a quality quality art or make a quality response to somebody, it's like I put so much thought and care into it. I should deserve that same amount of thought and care from like the world. So why rush a process when it's not gonna be right? Like, but while like, so romantic to one, like you really are, man. <laughs> you are, I mean that in the truest sense of the word, man. Like, really, like you you build this thing up and like you put this care and time into these things, and there's an expectation with that that care and that belief, and it's like a really wonderful like sort of optimism in that. Do you know what I mean? Which yeah. I think is worthwhile. Well, thanks. But I, mean, I just kind of think of it because I, I try to think of it like openly, honestly. Like, and I, and I, I think sometimes too, it's just like, all right, if I put a lot of thought and care into something, and it comes out and people don't like it, I feel like that somebody for somebody to see that and be like, I honestly don't like that. I feel like that that takes a lot of energy too to like tell somebody like, look, my honest opinion is I don't think that's good. That takes a lot of energy as well. Or let's say I have like a whole date plan for a girl, and then we go out and it's grand, and she says at the end of it, well, I think we should just be friends. It's like she's responding to like the source, the energy I had and be like in an open and honest way. And that's all I really want. It's just open and honest, like feedback. And I don't, but I want that feedback to be good. So I put work into stuff to make sure that it is. Yeah. But you know what? The journey is, is a lot of the worthwhile part. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't do things with an expected outcome. That's just not how the world works. You know what I mean? Also, yeah. are you dating during COVID? I'm so, this must be great for you. Cause you probably just write letters a lot. <laughs> Yo, I'm not even gonna flex. Like I have written, I've written letters. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I made a girl a care package. Recently, recently, I made a, I made a fuck. Yo, I made, I made the shit out of a care package. I made the shit out of a care package too. I bet, was, you, I bet you, I bet you was hot with the mixtapes when you was younger. You used to send like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, no, I right, no, not, no, I'm not mixtapes, but I am a play, I am a playlist. Yo, I swear to God, if, you know, if I, if I like, if I like you, if I really like you, from really about you, I'll make you a whole playlist. I know, I know you did. Yeah, but at the same time, if a girl makes me a playlist back, I'm like, we're married, bro. Fuck <laughs> you make me a fucking playlist, and I and you make me, you make me a playlist, and then tell me that you let me as a friend. Like, no, but no, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't make me a good playlist and expect me not to go fucking crazy. <laughs> if she makes a whack playlist, is that is everything off at that point? Uh, I appreciate the effort. <laughs> You put you, you put you put you thought you you put songs together for me. That's fucking dope. You oh my god, you thought you thought I'd like Miley Cyrus's bangers. <laughs> okay, okay, you see that? Like, oh, you put. I, I am known to come through like a wrecking ball. So yeah. <laughs> you put you put you put Hudson Hawk on this. What? <laughs> oh my god, who is that? Oh, who is that? 
What rap? What rapper? What rapper is that? Hobo Johnson. Oh my god, girl, you you gave a fuck. Thank you. Yo, where did you? Is your name? You, this has probably come up already in your life all the time, but I've never asked this. Where, where does your name come from? What kind of? Is it Nigerian? What is it? Oh, I'm from Zimbabwe. I was born in Zimbabwe. Hey, Zimbabwe at this bitch. Yeah, you already know. So I was born there, and in Zimbabwe, Tawanda is like a really like popular name. It's a it's a, it a popular name. After uh, in, our, in the country's independence, because it kind of meant like we are. It means we are many, mm-hmm. and it's just like we're united. We're like this is what like this is what we've been working towards. So I think like version uh, Yeah, pretty much, and it's pretty much. But it's, so with that in mind, it's just like like we worked. We've worked to get to this point. So there's pre- like there's always been pressure. Like oh, it's wanted this pressure on. Like you are the sum of your ancestors and what we're doing. So it's like, make us proud. And it doesn't necessarily mean do what we want you to do, but like, m- make sure you put all the effort you have into everything you do. Do you feel like you need to sound blacker with that name? Like, are your parents like, why Why don't you have a better accent? Honestly, I'll tell you this. I will tell you the struggles of every first generation immigrant or first generation, first generation American or immigrant. A lot of us, when we talk, especially if your parents, my parents move around a lot or like do, do whatever. This is a lot of us. We try to talk in a very like even keel. You can't tell exactly where we're from. It's almost nondescript. Some people are very like have a very dry sense of humor because it's just like we don't want people to like. Because you, you might, because we go out, especially when I was younger, I'd go out and I hear my parents talk and I see people how they would react to it. And it's just like they try to like belittle them. Like I remember one time I went to a buffet and my dad was like, Excuse me, ma'am, what's that over there? Like, what is that? And she was like, Oh, this is chicken. He's like, That's chicken. He's like, Yes, chicken. And she, says the, she said the word super slow, like he didn't know the word chicken. And I'm just like, Bitch, my dad has a PhD. <laughs> Some southern waitress, bitch. Like, stop. Like, <laughs> Like don't talk, like don't talk. Like, I was, and I was like, and that shit made me so mad. It's just like, just the, and again, that Americanness got into me to where, like, we're just like people get this, this belief of like, oh, accents aren't good. So, I don't know. I kind of just started talking, just in this very nondescript way. However, as I got older, I moved from like I used to live in like the suburbs of North Carolina, then I moved to like Boston. Everyone's like, why the fuck do you talk like that? Like, I was really like. <laughs> Because in Boston, people say Boston's a white ass city, and it kind of is. But it's also like there's a lot of there's you know there's I'm, that's why I first met Dominicans, Haitians, Jamaicans, all these people, Caribbean. Everyone's like, oh, why the fuck do you talk like that? <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you sound like that? Like, go stop it. And it was like you, you sound you sound you talk way too proper. And I was like, what do you mean? This is just how I sound. And I got older, and I realized the craziest part is I would say some shit in front of like white friends later on, and they would repeat what I just said as me quote unquote and it sounded like the craziest nigga you ever heard in your life <laughs> cause I'd be like cause I would say like I remember one day it was like I walked I walk into work I walked into work and I was just like oh my god it's so hot yo I'm di- yo I'm dying and I'm, one of the coworkers was like oh my god Tawana said yo I'm dying I was like I didn't say it like I didn't say any of that that way at all, bro. Like I just said, "Yo, I, 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 I remember I work I worked with I worked with a girl. I worked with this girl at uh, I used to work at American Eagle. This is my first job, and this girl, 
came up to me one day and she was like, Hey, Tawana, can I give you some advice? And I was like, what? And she was like, you, the way you talk to customers is like kind of abrasive. I was like, what do you mean by that? She's like, for example, when people come into the store, people say, hi, how are you? Welcome to American Eagle. And you're always just like, yo, welcome to American Eagle. And I was just like, <laughs> but in, her, in her mind, in her mind, she's literally like, I'm trying to help him. I'm just like, what are you talking about? I was like, so I'm, and, and it's like, oh, if people are at the dressing room, you're always just like, we ask, oh, are you good here? And you're just like, oh, you feeling good? You all right? And I'm just like, yes, that's how I fucking talk. <laughs> the sentiment is there. And it's like, I was like, oh, shit, the way I'm talking to people, like, that sound crazy aggressive. But then to like, these black kids that I was going to school with, they're all just like, I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, oh, it's one. It's like, hi, how are you? (laughs) What the fuck, bro? (laughs) So it's just like, so it made made like a lot of that just like in between shit. But you can't, the thing that sucks about that shit though is like, I want to talk about it more, but if you talk about it more, white media always makes it seem like Oh, you don't fit in with black people. Let's make that the whole shit instead of being like, no, I don't fit in with y'all. I don't like you. I don't like you more. <laughs> I don't want to be a part. That's because there's some there's some difficulty understanding me here. Doesn't mean that I want to be a part of you. But in a lot of white, a lot of these shows and shit, it's always just like, oh, it's a nigga. It's a nigga who doesn't understand himself. Well, he has these white friends that understand him. It's like, no, that's not what I fucking want. <laughs> like I want to be over there. <laughs> I can't fucking. Where the fuck did I put my cord? Oh, I found it. Okay, uh, my computer was about to die. I'm sorry to uh, go over your story about your internal suffering. Yeah, that's, that's good. I'm sorry. I just, I just never. I'm sorry. I, just, I never. I never spoke on that because, like, I don't know. I feel like I could have told jokes in there, but I'm just like, I, I can make jokes out of that stuff. But yeah. I don't know. That's not what I feel like. It's not. It's been done because. Most people, when they talk about jokes, they don't say the nuances of just like, oh, did you hear that guy's story about like how he saw people make fun of his parents' accent? So he had a, a weird thing about his accent. So it was like, yo, did you hear that black comedian talking about how he talks white? That's not. <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. Like, people don't pay attention, and it mm-hmm. bothers me. I did a show the other day. I did a show the other day with Chanel Ali, right? Shout out to Chanel. She has a joke about how people, mis- how people call it, say her name is Channel. It's funny. Great. After the show, I'm talking to somebody. There. I'm like, hey, thanks for coming to the show. And she's like, oh, I love you. Your name is Tawanda, right? I just want to make sure I say it right. Because you had that joke about your name not being said right. And I'm just like, I didn't say that shit. I'm just another nigga on the show had a go- who has, I didn't, I, was like, I didn't say that shit. You, you, you got me confused with another black community. Also, it's a woman. Also, we had our act. Different I, names. Different names. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's like, but it's like, I don't, and I'm not saying this is a bad person. I'm just saying it's just like, as you learn in comedy, people don't, or it's in entertainment, I've learned, people don't pay attention to shit. No. They kind of just like they see they like people kind of see some shit and they're like oh okay and they kind of just go with it. They don't have deep understandings of anything. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I, what song do you provide for all of that? <laughs> <laughs> what song do I have for that? 
I mean, just like the whole thing about just, you know, like you said, like, uh, I had this romantic idea of, like, what I think, how I think creativity works. And then on top of that, trying to just, like... Renee by the Lost Boys. Renee? You know this song? Yeah. Yeah. I I know this shit. Yo, also, me me and my friends, one time we counted... He's they smokes he smokes so many blunts in this song. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you on the way walking. Yeah, one, <laughs> two. Me, 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 sir, they smoke a blunt. Then on a date, they smoke a blunt. They smoke they smoke like they smoke five blunts during the day. They, they definitely smoke way too many blunts in this song. And the blunt after we made happen. Yeah, it's like god damn like, it was like how also how big are these blunts? <laughs> no, also my favorite line in this is um, says you want to be a lawyer. In other words, shorty studies law. <laughs> like, I'm thinking you needed to put it in other words. Also, in the word lawyer. <laughs> I compare, yo, I used to, I used to compare, I used to compare this song to me and my bitch. Yeah, Biggie. But it's like, but Biggie at least understood story. This is where Biggie was underrated, or like, I think as a storyteller, he was great because he understood story to a place that the Lost Boys didn't. Because and me and my bitch. He doesn't give away that she dies until the end of the song. Mm-hmm. And this song, the first chorus is, I don't know why my shorty had to die. So it's like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. You, you, you just met her. What <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? He's doing the Tarantino thing where it's all out of order. It's like, we show you the but best. Like, but then he gets to the end, and I don't know what, I still don't know what happened to her. Well, he doesn't know why she had to die, so maybe he don't have that information. That's deep. It's, it's called foreshadowing. To one of them. <laughs> I understand foreshadowing, but it's like, but like, if you're gonna say, if, you, if you're gonna say she had to die, and you explain how she died, then that's just disappointment. So who wrote this song? Fucking D and D. Fuck them niggas, bro. Should have been a twist at the end where, like, it wasn't like you know, it showed he killed somebody else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or it's her singing about him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how that works, but it's the perfect idea. <laughs> oh man, I love a good, I love a good rap song with a twist. Oh, my favorite thing. Okay, here's my favorite thing about the Lost Boys. How many people were in the group, and how many people regularly rap? All right, uh, I know it's Mr. Cheeks. Mr. Cheeks. Was Freaky Ty in the group? Freaky Ty. That's all I remember. Big, nice, and pretty Lou. Okay. Right? Do you remember any of them rapping? I just remember Mr. Cheeks. None of these motherfuckers rapped, B. It was a whole group of four motherfuckers where one of them rapped, and every once in a while, Freaky Ty would be like, to be fair, to be fair, they all called the Lost Boys. So maybe those other three are the Lost Ones. But they were there. They were there. You saw them. It was really weird. It was like four. I was like, did you sign as a group? Are all of you getting paid? paid? Like, are you, are you guys getting shares of money like <laughs> okay maybe maybe one of them wrote the like maybe one of them was a writer Chief this is what i think i and i bought fucking lost boys albums 
I think Cheeks was the writer. Spig Nice was the he was the DJ, right? So I think he made beats. Okay. Ricky Ta would ad lib, right? So I guess he made his money ad libbing. Uh, uh, and then I, I think he had to hit people too. And then and then Pretty Lou, I guess he just pulled bitches. Like I don't know what. <laughs> that was all. Oh, oh my God! I'm looking he at the thing on a song. I'm looking at the info for legal drug money, and it looks like Mr. Cheeks was also a producer for some of those songs. <laughs> that's why I know that's not that's why Mr. Cheeks went solo. That's why he went solo. He, he was solo then. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, don't, need, I, don't, need, I don't need y'all, but then his solo his solo career wasn't as big. That was weird. Was that like his solo career wasn't as big? It's like it's the same shit. Right. It's, the exact, it's the exact same thing. <laughs> That's it. Remember lights, camera, action. Mm-hmm. Got to say, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. All right, I say this. Any, all right. Here's my rule. Anytime a song references another song in the chorus, yes, it's, it's a bad song. Yes, I'm a hundred percent with. If you mention, oh. if you mention, you, know, you mention another song in the chorus, like when I heard the song "Hot Girl Summer" by uh, Nicki Minaj and Brett Megan Thee Stallion, they reference yeah. fucking. They just they just did the chorus from City Girls, uh, what you call it, act up. I was like, this is a bad song. This is lazy. Oh, what about Bruno Mars? Don't believe me, just watch. <laughs> oh, that shit. Yo, 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 that shit. That shit really saved Trinidad James' career. I, I watched the whole video about that shit. It's crazy. Trinidad James. Trinidad James. And I want to get really passionate because I fuck with Trinidad James super happy. That's that's my guy. Very much. Trinidad James. All right. For a lot of like these newer weird rappers and shit, he was a trailblazer. He was like the first one to come out who was like, who fully embraced the street, but was like, I'm still like, a, I'm still unique. I'm a character. I'm all this stuff, and like he had this style of just like he picked. He was picking beats off of like just free websites, and he was rapping on. He was rapping about like Molly. He was rapping about Molly and shit. He was doing all this shit before it was popular. Before it was cool, and his his lead single was great. He was okay. Then it got it went to it went to his head. Came to New York and made the biggest mistake, which is that he said, "Yo, the South runs New York." Oh, I remember this. And, but he, and he and, but yeah, and he. The thing is, he said that everyone was like, "Yeah," and he, they just kept talking and kept talking. And be like, "What happened to?" He's like, "What happened to New York? You guys were the shit. Now you're nothing with, compared to us." And when that happened, DJ Envy said, "I'm not playing any of his music ever again." Other New York DJs followed. Those DJs that said that shit, New York DJs or New York radio stations, they spread across country. So it kind of shut down the chance of Trinidad James ever dropping another song again. On top of that, so New York hates him. Rappers try to get him. Rappers legit robs him. A bunch of it goes on. A bunch of it goes on. And then the deal he signed is kind of shaky. Rappers robbed him. Yeah, Mano, 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 Mano confronted him. Mano confronted him, and my son confronted him. They're both like, "Yeah, we gotta talk about this shit." Oh yeah, because they New York is shit. Oh, yeah. They're New York. They're New York is shit. You can't say. You can't say shit about them. Yo, my uh, fucking Mano was just going around slapping people for like. Yeah, I, I remember. I remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> Mano was slapping. Yo, I used Yo, to. I had a dream one time that Mano beat up my dad, and there was nothing <laughs> I could do. I couldn't. I don't know why it happened, but it was like Mano beat, and I was like, "Dad, I what? What am I supposed, <laughs> supposed to do? It's Mano. Why were you fucking with Mano, Dad? What, uh, did you, what did you do wrong? You remember when Mano was on the MTV show with that dude and he slapped that dude who was hosting the show? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, oh, slapped, yeah. He, he slapped the shit out of him. 
Didn't he almost slap Big Sean on the red carpet? <laughs> oh, what happened? No, but no, that with Big Sean, I wa- I've watched that video a thousand times too. He, Nano is just so aggressive, but he's like, Nano's a good dude because he he walked up to Big Sean and was like, I just want to apologize. I just want you to know. I said something about Big Sean. I wasn't talking about you like that. I wasn't disrespectful like that. I just said this thing and it came out. So we're good, right? We're good, right? But the way he does, he, he watched the Big Sean while Big Sean's giving another interview, stops the interview, gets in his face, and apologizes. Yo, as a man, I just want to say, like, my fault if I offended you in any way. And Big Sean, what, all I can do is say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I feel you. I appreciate that. That was it. But Mayno basically, like, he pressed him by not pressing him. <laughs> well, he, he also. He came at him during his interview. Like, he's getting yeah. a interview. Right. Fuck all this shit you're doing. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, that's <laughs> like, I'm like, and it's just like, God damn. And you watch Big Sean's, and it is, his whole energy is just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, I've, I've, been, I've been Big Sean several times in a situation where it's just like a super gangster dude is apologizing or trying to tell you something, but their energy is just so bad <laughs> that all you can do is just agree with them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to, you, and you have to you, you have to look you have to look past the energy and listen to the words they are fucking saying. Yo, how many times have you been non-pressed by gangsters? <laughs> it's happened a couple times, but it's just like, hey, yo, bro, like it's like, yo, just want to say like my fault about what happened the other day, you know? What I mean, and I'm like, all right, it's it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Yo, I, I got I got this <laughs> big shot. It's ridiculous. All right, share the screen. Let's watch. Look at this. Look how uncomfortable this is. Look, look at this shit. Look how uncomfortable this is. <laughs> no, it's a, he, you know, he popped up. Look, look, look how uncomfortable. Gotta be here today. That feels good. It feels good to see my my homies. Yo, he sunned the shit. Uh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Listen, 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 you know that was on purpose. Okay. Broke something. I'm a nigga, I'm a man of flannel. Yeah, shit, you know, I'm I'm in the middle of an interview right now though. Um Okay. But listen to what Mano was saying is just like, bro, I'm a real nigga. Feel me? I'm sorry. He's he's basically saying I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He's saying I'm sorry, Matt, and he's like, I know you have an interview, but like, like he's one of those people like I can't wait, I can't wait to say this later. I have to say this when I like it's on site is not just for fights; it's for a so, like, okay. I saw it is on site. Yeah, my Look fault. At- Man, I feel great. He's still standing <laughs> right there. <laughs> That's also because like man, what, what year was this? Like two thousand, like seven, eight. Also, Mano is still there. Yeah, yeah. I'm standing right next to Like, I dare you to say something about what I just said. I'm still man. I've watched, but I've watched interviews with Mano. I watched Mano like walk up to rappers and pull guns on them like immediately. So yeah, it could have gone. It could have gone a different way. Oh, there's a no, there's a video. I tried to find it several times. It's impossible to find. Uh, Brian Pumper saw Mano in the club, right? And Brian Pumper walks up to dap up Mano, and Mano daps and looks down at his fucking jewelry and holds his chain and just starts dying laughing in his face. <laughs> his chain is so fake. 
Yo, there was, for a while, there was just mad videos of Brian Pumper and his fake chain. It was, like, so weird. Oh, I know. He had, he, he, had, he had a reality show that was on Worldstar. The life I remember of, The Life of a Porno Nigga. I watched every episode. <laughs> There's an episode he was shadow boxing, and he, he, he throws a punch, and the bracelet flies off his hand. It flies off. There's another episode. They're in the mall. They're in the mall. Together. They're in the mall. Him and his friends are in the mall. It's him, and then, like, I think... It's, one of his friends was Jack Thriller for a while, which is very weird. I don't know why, but like they were, they were in the mall and they were like, "Yo, that's the kiosk for Brian buys his jewelry." And he was like, "Nah, stop lying, stop lying." You know, this is real. They're like, all right, is it real? You want to go over there and see if they know you? And he's just like, "Yo, why would you, why would you do that? Why would you do that?" Nah, and his face is dead serious. Like, don't do that. Don't do that to me. But. My favorite Mano story is the Young Berg shit, where he slapped Young Berg, and he said after he slapped him, he was like, "Yes, oh, there it is. <laughs> that is my show. That that shit. Oh my god, yo, you had to go to Bing to find that, bro. That picture is so fucking funny. The joy in his face is the same yo, that Gucci had that. on the basement. Oh my god, preposterous." <laughs> Like, oh man, yeah. Mano's like, yeah, what? Mano's from bed styles. So sometimes I'm like, what if I see him one day? I'm just like, that's not gonna end great for me. <laughs> like, I'm a fan. What's your name, bro? Tawanda. Tawanda. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Mano, I remember he, the, my favorite Mano shit was when um he slapped Young Berg and he said after he slapped him, he was like, you know, I slapped him to save his life. <laughs> He was dead serious. He was just like, Mano, like, he's like, Gumbar walked up to me. He was talking crazy. All my niggas was there. They didn't know who he was. And I had to, like, I, ha- I couldn't let him go unchecked. Because if I didn't check him, one of them was going to check him. And if one of them checks him, it's not going to be safe for him. So I gave him a little, like, bodily slap to the face. Like, yo, chill. And I was just like, well, I'll, well damn. All right, shit. That's, that's life he lives. People around him are fucking crazy like that. <laughs> I looked that up. It's like first thing it says is uh, Youngberg admits to being slapped by me. <laughs> yo, and yo, Youngberg also right. Youngberg right now, he changed his whole career rejuvenated. Is it because the yeah. second article says Youngberg on getting stomped out at Trick Trick Club? <laughs> Youngberg right now is named. He goes out. He's a producer. His you know the producer hitmaker. Like hit yeah. That's Youngberg. Is that who that is? That's Youngberg, and Youngberg is also the vice president of AR and AR at Atlantic Records. So you know what's funny is that recently it was like Hitmaker. There's some this dude stay taking the weirdest else. Hitmaker's on with like pun on some video, being like, "Yo, you can't play that episode of Nori's Drink Champs." Cause oh, yeah. he's on there talking mad wild crazy and so he's talking to Fat Joe like yo you gotta take that off you gotta take that off and if Fat Joe was like man I wish you would've just talked to me behind the scenes instead of right now cause <laughs> now it's gonna be the hottest video out there right <laughs> yeah that's what that, and, that, and that's and that's Fat that's Fat Joe talking and Fat Joe like he's, he's certified Fat Joe is certified my favorite Fat Joe Extra certified. Bad Joe, I remember DJ Vlad was like, what would happen if somebody told you to suck their dick? And he was like, if somebody told me to suck their dick, I mean, they'd probably get stabbed. 
Like I have to, like I have to stab them at that point. Like I don't want to, but it's just the principle. Like I have to stab them. It's like, oh, same thing. Like somebody tried to, if somebody tried to steal my chain, you can steal my chain, but it's just like your whole family is gonna die. <laughs> and he said it's so nonchalant. I watch every Fat Joe interview. He has a, this interview with Fat Joe. Same interview. He's talking to DJ Vlad, right? And he said, I remember on a song in New York, New York. He said even Roy Jones was forced to lean back. He said yeah. that. Oh, I know this Roy, story. Yeah, Roy Jones saw him and was just like, what'd you say about me? And then somebody in the back, one of Roy Jones' homies was like, yo, knock him out, champ. And Fat Joe had to apologize for he got knocked out by Roy Jones, bro. Like, he almost got murdered. This is what happened. Because I, I watched Fat Joe and, and Roy Jones talk about this on Fat oh. Joe. Which is that... Um, Roy Jones saw, saw, you know, went to go speak to Fat Joe. Yeah. And Fat Joe is manned up all the time. Right? Oh, yeah, always. And so apparently, like, Fat Joe tells the story and he's like, yeah, I just remember I'm in the back and he's like, you know, I got plenty of people around me all the time. He's like, I just remember. He was like, it's like you stepped out of the shadows when I stepped behind you. <laughs> it was just there. You know, and he was like, yeah, man, I had to get you by yourself, you know, blah, blah, this and that. And he was like, and he was like, and I said to you, he was like, look, you could knock me out. But these dudes here, yeah, yeah. not going to let you leave. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they settled and it was, it was all good. And, you know, he was like, look, it was just a line, like my bad, but, you know, blah, blah. And they all cool now, but like, yeah, I think like Roy Jones tried to get in there and check him for that by his dolo, and it was like, and I love, and look, this is this is Roy Jones, right? Like one of the baddest motherfuckers. Like, yeah, no, I remember you was man, you know, you you was gooned up, like, <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah, Roy Jones. Yeah, it's like, okay, I feel like if that was Mike Tyson, though, it would have went completely different. I feel like Mike Tyson don't care. Mike Tyson does not care. I mean, also, look. Mike Tyson, like the locks, tell some story about how Mike Tyson was hitting on Eve. Eve, yeah, I saw that. I saw, I saw that story too. Yo, this 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 podcast just became like uh, just an ode to the Drink Champs podcast, <laughs> <laughs> Drink Champs stories. <laughs> and that tells you, like, oh, that's a bad podcast. You're just like, oh, remember that story? Remember that time Nori did this? <laughs> but yeah, Mike Tyson. That's another guy who like I I, I would love to meet. Like just watching him talk. Or just watching him, people be like, the, 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 my favorite video of Mike Tyson, this is, this is the last video we're going to play because we can't play anymore. We played this already one time. Nick, we played this with, I think we played this with either Clark or somebody. Have you seen the Mike Tyson dip set video? Oh. <laughs> you ever seen that? What is this? Oh, my God. Let me see if I can pull it up because um, basically this is. Very uh, I got it. You got it? All right. Yeah. He's got to see what happens because I can explain it, but it's just like <laughs> pretty much. This is the this was the first time I was like, there are cracks in Dipset. I can't do it right now. You can't? No. Nah. I can do it. Don't worry about that. This is like all right. Tyson. Did. Alright. Let's get it. Let me just make sure that I got all my shit right. Uh, 
Oh, this is. Oh no. Oh, Luke, let's go. Come on. He's gripping Jarrell Santana. <laughs> like he's helping him cross the street. <laughs> 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 you hold his little wrist and shit. Dog, <laughs> oh, the thing is crazy. Oh, wrist. It's just. <laughs> it's hard. It's Grab his bicep, by the way. Big mama, go get Jarrell. It's, 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 it's this moment. Right there, <laughs> But the look on Santana's face is like, I don't like this. But no, it's not. It's, it's, this, 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 look at look at this guy right here. <laughs> the guy next to Jewels right here, and he's his eyes. He sees the hand. <laughs> Everybody who sees it is uncomfortable. Let's go, come on. But he gripped his bicep. though. No, he don't. He don't. That dude. That dude. That dude saw it. That, that, that everyone's everyone. <laughs> Cameron can't not see it. Cameron. You know they were all, all of Dipset was talking about that for weeks. <laughs> Yo, Santana, remember when Tyson gripped you up backstage? Honestly, I don't think they talked about it. I don't think they talked about it. I don't think they talked about that shit at all, bro. Hold up. Yeah, I think Jules Santana quit crime right after that. He was like, I can't go to prison, man. Not with these types of... No, he went, he went, he went, he went to jail. He did go to jail right after this. He didn't he learn was... nothing from getting gripped up. No, okay. This is what happened. This is my theory of what happened. I think that after that happened, because Cam was there, no no one did anything. No one did nothing. And I think a part of Jules was just like, why didn't you guys save me from that? <laughs> <laughs> and then this is when Jewel started going down south and chilling with Wayne and shit. So now it's not enough that like it's I don't think like it that by itself caused Jewel to go crazy. But I think that having like a dude man like, having Mike Tyson manhandle you like that where you can't move, you are fucking helpless. That's gonna that's gonna have that's gonna have an effect on you. But like he wow. probably he probably buried, he, he buried it deep down inside because he's a rapper. He has some cheese bone shit. Then after that, he's hanging out with Wayne and shit. He's hanging out with Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne and him are clicking. They're, you know, they're connecting and shit. Lil Wayne's a dope-ass rapper. Wayne no, and Santana, like, they, they're considered peers at this point. But then Wayne starts doing more and more shit. So what's it called? Santana's like, I'll do, like, Wayne's doing drugs. I'll do drugs, too. Wayne's doing drugs because he has his own demons that he has to talk about later. Santana, in the back of his mind, has this fucking Tyson shit <laughs> in the back of his head. So he's doing more drugs, too. However, <laughs> Wayne is just better at doing drugs. He's been doing drugs longer. So that the drugs fucked up Santana's whole shit. And I think if this didn't happen, he'd be a different rapper. I feel so bad for... Um his pride, like he just probably just he gripped his whole bicep with his left hand. Yeah, he gripped his whole bicep and his forearm. But his also, fingers were touching on the other side of that arm. Like his, that his thumb met his fingers. But the scariest part is, it's like if that was any of us, what do you do? He, he looked so uncomfortable. Like, yeah, it's like, hey Mike, don't talk. Like, hey Mike, nah, just, just, just. no. I can tell because you can't even like shake him off. Like 
you feel like he can smell fear. You know what I mean? You can't, yo, that, if, you, if you watch that video, it's like he does, like, Patrice O'Neill had a great story about Mike Tyson. We met him at um, the Roast of Charlie Sheen. He said he saw Mike. Mike walked up to him, and he, gra- he, gave, him a, he gave him a dap, pulled him close, and was patting him on the back. And he realized Mike was sizing me up the whole time. He was looking for soft spots. You seen how easy he can throw me around. Like, he was just sizing him up. So that's just what Mike does because he's like from the street and he's just used to that. But it's like that dip set shit is scary as hell. Like what? Like what? Because they're grown men rappers. <laughs> <laughs> they're grown rappers. was Bow Wow. Like he's These are. <laughs> yeah, this is the same guy who used to call who called himself Young Muhammad Atta in two thousand and three. Like he. <laughs> Dog, he called himself. He kept talking about the tweet. He talked about being Taliban in 2000, 2003. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, he was fearless. And now, so you watch that shit, you're like, damn, bro. Like, yo, that's why I, that's why I that shit all the time. I'm like, yo, Jules. You remember that time? Yeah. Remember the time Tyson grabbed the nape of your neck, man? <laughs> you had you by the nape. You remember that? <laughs> yo, I don't think anybody's talking. I don't think they talked about that with them. The dark side of your neck. Yo, I, I fucking bring that shit up all the time. I'm like, yo, how'd you how'd you feel when he grabbed your whole arm? Uh, effortlessly. I felt like it was just a quiet ride in the car after that. <laughs> just sitting in the back. Hi. Like, <laughs> like you ever like he was about to pick him up like a child. Yeah, it, I think it, it almost it almost felt like it. It's just like what do you do? Like, this is why I'm so glad that rap is aged to the point where like rappers can be like, I felt uncomfortable. I, this is awkward. Because 2003, you couldn't say, like, awkward was not a word that you could say as a rapper. Like, you, you could say the gun shoots awkward. You can be like, oh, I was awkward. <laughs> the gun shoot with an inferiority complex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, every, you know, every, exactly. Every, feel, every emotion you had, every like, emotion, if it, 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 it applied to a gun. gun the Desert Eagle got low self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the gun... <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the gun the gun is homosexual because I was trying to blow a nigga's head off <laughs> that's, you know, that's some shit niggas would say like my gun my gun's a slut it goes, my, my gun's bisexual but goes both it shoots both ways like wait what All right. not me nigga the gun the gun the gun <laughs> oh, oh woo <laughs> woo you know, a gun like to cuddle after we laid in yeah <laughs> <laughs> I remember Styles P had the song uh, "Story to Tell." It was called "Story." No, no, nobody believes me. I saw nobody believes me. And the whole song is about like he walks into his, his room, he hears his his gun starts rapping at him, his knife starts rapping at him, and then his weed starts rapping at him. But his gun and his knife are just in an argument because the gun is jealous that the knife gets used more than him. Who is this? Styles P. I never remember this. He's like the gun is in the closet tripping, and he's like they're both and they're both they're both sitting there just like yo, what is it, what, no, what is the hammer says like him hey, what's wrong with you? You ain't bust me off because I don't belong to you. Like he's like insecure. <laughs> the gun's insecure. The knife is confident. The weed is just like hey man, 
I just I lay back. I I soothe you or whatever. But it's like if he just if he can make those if he can say that about himself and not what he has, that'd have been growth because he couldn't do that in, at that time. You can't be a gangster talking about like your emotions besides unless you murdered somebody. If you kill somebody, you can talk about how sad you are. <laughs> Scarface. I ain't seen a man cry till I seen a man die. Like, you could say that. And that's why Kanye was so special because Kanye came out and was just like, "Hey, I have inferior, inferiority complex. I don't know why I do what I do. I'm sad. Like I'm an only child. I have like I'm, I'm a mama's boy." And Beanie Siegel used to call him gay. That gay ass nigga, and then it's like Kanye had to be on Smack DVD wearing this fucking polo, trying to talk tough because he's supposed to be you're supposed to be tough on Smack DVD. But he's trying to, like there's a video of him trying to talk tough about his feelings being hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like nah, yo, you just don't understand. Like these dudes just don't understand where I'm from, so we can't communicate well, and I get left out, and I ain't right, and it's just like. Just talk regular. Just say the way he says it is just so gay. So just that's like I feel I feel isolated and alone. When this album comes out, it's gonna fuck niggas up. Like no, say that part. Just say, hey, I'm sad. How many times? If you're listening, fucking just say you're sad, bro. No man. You know how many times I could have avoided doing some stupid shit by just saying like, oh, my feelings were hurt. It's like now you're now you're out here like do like I remember when I was younger, like I, I was dating a girl, I liked her, we were connecting, we were vibing, but then it didn't work out. And instead of just being like, oh shit, I'm disappointed, I tried to just bury that deep inside, and I started fucking around, and I got chlamydia, and I was like, all right, that's not. <laughs> I could have just said I'm sad. I could I could have just said I'm sad that a girl yeah. hurt me. In, in all fairness, you fucked up in like four different ways just in that one sentence. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because if I know, but if I if I just said, look, I'm sad that a girl hurt me. No, it's fun. But it's hard, but then that sucks for that. So you can't tell somebody that. You can't just be like, hey, yo, I'm disappointed in how you've treated me. All I can say is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. And it's like a lot of people don't want to like rectify that shit. Because you realize when you say somebody, tell somebody like, yo, I'm sorry that you did this to me. You realize that they didn't mean to. They just didn't. Care. They just don't care about you that much. See, this is why I'm worried about you, Juana. We gotta find you a good girl, man. We nah, gotta- fuck that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta find you. You're brokenhearted. Nah, I'm bro. COVID, but you gonna make it. Nah, I mean, I think it's no, because with that shit, it's just like you can't just. I'm an. I'm. A, I have. I was talking to my therapist about this shit, just in general, where it's like. The things I'm trying to do and trying to accomplish, I feel that I want to put 100% of my energy into creating and building. But if I'm dating somebody, I will put energy into that because I care about that person. So I figure, why not just like work? And as I work, I will meet somebody in this in this world in this world that understands what what this world what, what all this means, and we can figure it out from there. Instead of being like meet, meeting somebody and having that person like me more than they like my dream. Because people will be like, oh, shit, like, we're dating, but if you quit comedy tomorrow, that's fine. Fuck it, man. Yeah. This is what I think about. Like, just, like, shit. Like, because I've dated people in the past. Nick, I'm pretty sure you've done the same thing, where it's just, like, you date somebody, and you think they're in it because they support your comedy career and shit like that. But it's like, no, they just like you. They don't like 
what you do. Right. And they're hoping that you put that, they see the thought and the care you put into what you're doing and thinking, oh, you put that into me. And you're just like, no, this is, this means more than you. It's supposed to. Like, I've wanted this forever. I just met you yesterday. Like, that's right. So I'd rather just be like, I'm doing this shit now. So, like, but when you're not making any money off this shit, you can't excuse that. You can't tell a girl, look, I'm sorry. I, I, comedy's my passion. And I'm going to work for drink tickets and $10. They don't give a fuck. Then it sounds stupid. You're going to leave me with a whole vagina and like all your favorite shows <laughs> to go to the bar and tell jokes to five people? Are you out of your fucking mind? I don't have a choice. I got yeah, to. I got to. But if you're popping a little bit, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to make $100, but all right, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. That is life. Oh, man, I hope. Sometimes I worry that the girls I date listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not have to listen to any of this podcast. I just like four Yo, I swear to God, like so I'm, sometimes because girls be like, "Oh man, like I like they listen to episodes or whatever." Like you listen to that shit, like wh- why? Don't listen to this. This isn't the, this isn't the version of me I want you to meet. <laughs> Just honest and like, ugh. like no, enjoy the version of me that I've catered for you, not the one I give to the rest of the world. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It is what it is. Yeah. All right, fellas. I'm going to have to bounce. Word, man. I understand that. Same here. We got things to do. Uh, I just want to say again, Malcolm, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate that. Thanks, uh, Oh, one thing I did find before we go. I did find the lyrics to No Diggity. <laughs> All right? And what I'm going to do, Nick, can you do a favor? I'm about to send this, I'm sending this to you right now. Can you please read the, the, the lyrics of No Digging? Oh, Lord. Yes! <laughs> as, uh, you can uh, you, uh, read Dr. Dre's verse as, uh, Holy Black Street, original, no doubt. As, I'm, 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 I'm sending it to you right now, Nick. Okay. Show to get down, good Lord. Baby got it going on. Fucking Teddy Riley was not like not saying nonsense, but it was ill. I ain't never play around, cover much ground, got game by the pound. What the fuck, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, do no, do, no, do, do Teddy Riley's part. That's that's better for my angel. Do that part. I, I sent you right there. Shorty, get down. Good lord, <laughs> baby, got him open. All over town, strictly biz. She don't play around. Cover much ground. Got game by the pound. <laughs> Getting paid is her forte. Each and every day, she still rises. <laughs> that's how, that's how I feel. I feel the ancestors are telling me to stop. So. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, I can't get it out of my mind. Wow. All right. Think about the girl all the time. Wow, wow. Yes. There it is. We did it. All right, guys. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, Malcolm, you want to tell people where they can find you online if they want to find you? I'm everywhere, man. I'm I'm chilling. 
he's around. He's out here. That's the quarantine excuse. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. I'm at Malcolm Barrett. I'm on, you know, or I'm verbal rapper, verbal be rapping. I'm on Twitter, Instagram. At check mark, you'll see me. Oh, word. He's verifying these streets. Shout out mm-hmm. to him. And uh, shout out to y'all again for listening. Thank you guys yeah. so much. Yeah. People impersonate me. I don't know. There's zero to gain from it. I don't understand. <laughs> what hey, some people might be like, yo, I'm, I'm a celebrity. You're like, oh, shit, what? It's weird. They'll do that shit, and then they'll, like, hit on my cousin or some shit like that. <sighs> like, you're like, that's my cousin. It's not. <laughs> so they'll attack your cousin? Anywhere like- with them. <laughs> like, as me. <laughs> weird. All right, PSA. Stop. No other advice I can give you all is be yourself. Yeah. Nice. That's that's what we're doing. That and that's that. Y'all take care. I love you all. We're done. Peace. Peace. What's up with you? What's going on? Let them know. Help us grab a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Welcome to Brain Machine Network.com.